In today's episode of Daily Dose with Denise, we're going to take a look at repentance. Yeah, let's see what we can discover about repentance and its process and maybe look at a couple of examples. Are you ready? Let's go. Today, we are going to take a look at the word repent, repentance. Now, this is a heavy word. I mean, it's more than a word, really. Repentance is a deliberate, determined, definite decision that one makes when one comes to the realization that God is right in everything that he does, that his way is right. And so it's more than just what the definition in the dictionary says. It's more than just a feeling or it's more than just um, regret or remorse about one's wrongdoing or sin. It's really an action. Again, let me repeat that. Repentance is a deliberate, determined, definite decision. It is the changing of one's mind regarding a behavior or an attitude. And it is a turning away from that behavior, a turning away of that attitude and turning towards something completely opposite. And in this particular case, we are turning away from sin and we are turning to God. God who is right. You know, it's the realization again, when we repent that God is right. And this is where God wants us to come. It's a requirement for our relationship with him. That's it's really the first step. It's an acknowledgement. It's an admittance that, you know, God, I want to live the life that you have ordained. I want to live the life that has been um, created by you because it is the prosperous, abundant life, the peace filled life, even in the midst of chaos and confusion. It is the life that gives us direct access to the Father through Christ Jesus. It is the life that is most rewarding. It is the life that has been promised um, that will bring about blessings. And oh, there are many blessings. So let's take a look at this word, repent. And I'm probably going to be hopping over a few uh, places as I look at my notes and begin to talk to you. Now, John the Baptist, when he came on the scene, he preached repentance. Um, he, he was baptizing for repentance. And then even when Jesus took over after that, because John was just pointing the way to the Messiah, he was making the pathway straight, remember? Um, so Jesus in Matthew chapter four, you can look at this verse 17 that he began to preach, repent for the kingdom of heaven has come near. Now, again, we're looking at this word repent. It is a change of one's mind. And it's more than just something we say. It is something that we do. There should be evidence or there should be proof 
are a demonstration that there has been a change of your mind. There has been a change in your heart and it will reveal itself in your attitude and in your action. I believe that there is a process to repentance. Yeah, I do. I do. Uh, Repentance, remember, is a change of mind. I believe it brings about then a confession. And that confession is that you've sinned. That's the acknowledgement of it. You have to confess that. And then that's the turning. That's where the turning, you're turning away from um, the sin and things, evils and wiles, the behaviors that promote uh, that type of lifestyle to God and learning his ways. And then that demonstration of this new life is coming forth. So let me say that again. The process of repentance is confession to turning, confession, turning, and then demonstrating. Um, there are scriptures to support this. Yeah, uh, there, there is. If we go to first Kings, let me turn over to first Kings. Um chapter, what am I looking at? Eight. First Kings chapter eight. And in First Kings chapter eight, we will find verse number 47. And in that verse, it says, and if they have a change of heart, remember, repent and repent, change of heart. Um, and then confess. And then he tells them that's the second part, confess. We have sinned, that's the confession. We have done wrong, that's the confession. We have acted wickedly, that's the confession. And then if we go over to uh, Ezekiel chapter 18, verse number 30, we will see repent, turn away from all your offenses. So here's the first turn. When you turn away, from you got to turn towards or to something else and we can find that in acts chapter 26 verse number 20 repent turn to god and then in that same verse we have our demonstration prove their repentance uh, by their deeds So there you go. There's the process for repentance. Um, There are uh, like Paul, for example, he was Saul and he was on his way to um, persecute believers of the way. Y'all know this story. Saul becomes Paul and he has a very dramatic change of mind. He thought what he was doing was right, but he was really persecuting believers. But that whole process, oh my goodness, he had a change of mind. He turned away from what he was doing. You know, he made that confession and his demonstration was, look at all these books that we now read in the Bible that were written by the Apostle Paul. Some say 13 of them were written by him and how he established churches and he went about preaching the gospel of Jesus. That's a repentance. He was persecuting. He went from persecuting to preaching. Oh my, won't that preach? That's what we, that's what repentance brings about. That's what we are to do is to 
demonstrate the change. It also happened with the uh, prodigal son parable that Jesus tells in Luke chapter 15. And in that passage, we see where this young man so despised his father's lifestyle or his father's way that he demanded his inheritance. Now that's some, some gall right there, right? He demanded his share of it. And the father in his tender mercies gave it to him. And once the young man got it, he decided to leave his father, go as far away from his father as he could. And when he went away from him, he lived how he wanted to live. Who was it? Bean Crosby said, I did it my way. Y'all be careful about those confessions because your way is not the right way. Mm -mm. There is a way that seems right unto man, but in the end, it leads to death. Now, if you're okay with those consequences, who am I to judge? But God does not want us to die. He wants us all to come into repentance and live. Oh, that's Bible. You can find that in 2 Peter, the third chapter and the ninth verse. What he wants us to realize is that his way is right. Well, this prodigal son, I know y'all thought I forgot about that story. He went off. He went off and he did things his way. He lived it up in the far country. He had a good old time doing uh, what he wanted to do. You know, it was his thing and he did what he wanted to do. Uh, but the problem was his funds ran out. He, he, he squandered his money. His money was gone. And then on top of that, okay, the money is gone. And then on top of that, a severe famine happens. Okay, so, you know, th there's a shortage. And it's really intensified with him because he has no resources. He has no money. And he's in a place where he's uh, not supposed to be. Apparently he has no friends either. He has no support. And those who were uh, partying with him and having a good time, oh, they are nowhere to be found. Uh, you got to be careful about who you're partying with because in your time of need, oh, they are scarce and they are gone. So this man is out there. This young man is out there and he is in a desperate situation. And so he ends up uh, going to a place, working in a place that was beneath him. And it was really beneath him. It was against um, you know, their uh, beliefs. He was working in a pen, a pig's pen. And this young man, you know, he was so hungry that he desired to eat that. In no way would a Jewish person eat that. So, but at some point, this man in this position, this destitute uh, place, this place of severe need and he has a lack he comes to himself he begins now to review 
what is really right and what was really good. He had it good in his father's house, but he didn't realize that until he reached this point. You know, you know, I mean, I I don't know. Jesus tells this parable because there were some things that were lost and the Pharisees did not like the fact that Jesus associated or welcomed tax collectors and sinners. See, they thought they were so righteous that they couldn't have these people around them, but Jesus welcomed them. And what Jesus gave indication to them is that when something is lost and then found, there is great rejoicing in heaven. As a matter of fact, in this 15th chapter of Luke, you will see that there was a called to celebrate each time the lost thing was found. Oh yes, it was. When the sheep was lost, the shepherd called for his uh, friends and neighbors to come and celebrate with him because he found his sheep. And then when the coin was lost, um, the woman called for her friends and her family, neighbors, to come celebrate with her because she found it. And then Jesus said these words. He said it twice. He said, in the same way, I tell you, there is rejoicing in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. Okay, so let me let me hurry and get to the point. I'm still talking about the prodigal son here. I'm sorry. So the prodigal son comes to himself and he realizes there's a change of mind that has happened to him. He's He has a change of heart. He thought doing it his way was the right way, but now he recognizes that his way is wrong and that he's going to get up and go back to his father because in his father's house was plenty. He had everything he needed in the father's house. He was secure. He was safe. Um, There was no lack in the father's house. But notice, we talked about the process of repentance. So he has this change of mind. So he makes a deliberate determined and definite decision to get up out of that pig's pen. And he says he's going to say to his father, okay, what does he say? He says, um, I'm going to go back. I'm going to set out and go back to my father and say, I have sinned. There's that confession, y'all. I told you, uh, repent is to change your mind, confess, and to turn. So he's going back. Look at the direction. He's leaving the uh, life he thought he wanted and he's going back to his father and he's demonstrating this by getting up just as he was and he went back to his father y'all know the rest of the story in the other two parables that jesus gave um the person went and looked for the lost thing but in this parable with the son the father didn't go look for the son but the father was waiting for him the father was waiting for him to return. The father was willing to accept him back. And so when he saw the son, he was a long way off and the father greeted him with compassion, kissed him. And he says, get this, that his son 
you know, was lost. This son was lost and now he is found. The son goes and he does all of this. You know, he he uh, confesses to the father and the father is calling for all of this restoration to occur to the son. And then get it. In verse 23, he says, let's have a feast and celebrate. He is calling for everyone to come and celebrate because his lost son has been found. Notice in 24, he says, for this son of mine was dead and is alive again. That's what repentance brings about. It brings us from the realm of lifelessness to the realm of life, life abundant, life eternal. And that's what occurred. He says he's alive again. He was lost and is found. So they began to celebrate. Amen. So here again, there was rejoicing and there is celebration. And that's how we should be when a soul has returned to the father, when someone has decided deliberately, they have uh, made a determination. Uh, they are definite in their act. They are deliberate in making this decision to come to Christ. We should welcome that. We should celebrate. We should uh, rejoice in the fact that someone has given their life back to the father. But oh well, there's that older brother and you know about him. He heard the commotion, the celebration, the joy that was coming from the father's house. And he wasn't happy about it. The Bible says in verse 28 that he was angry and he refused to go into the celebration. So the father comes out to him Oh my goodness, listen, this is the lost son. He's coming out now to the lost thing. The father didn't ignore this son. When he refused to come into the celebration, the father went out and pled with him. But this son refused. He says, look, all of these years I've been slaving for you. You know, I never disobeyed your orders, which was not true. Oh, y'all know that wasn't true. Who's perfect in all of their ways? No one but Jesus. So he dis he says, I've never done that, but you never gave me even a goat so I could celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours denying his relationship with his brother who has squandered your property with prostitutes, how does he know that? He, I don't know how he knew that. The Bible just said he squandered as well. <laughs> anyway, comes home, you kill the fattened calf for him. But listen at the father. He says, my son, you are always with me. Everything I have is yours, but we had to celebrate break and be glad. We had to celebrate and be glad because this brother of yours was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. Look, the Pharisees, Jesus was talking to them. He was talking to the Pharisees and the teachers of the law. And he was letting them know that when um, someone returns from the realm of the dead, when someone who was lost is found again, that we need to be 
uh, happy. We need to be joyous. We need to celebrate that they have come to repentance because now they have gained their life. We need not be angry. We need not be stubborn and stout-hearted, but we need to celebrate because of repentance. Repentance is life-giving, life-changing. And when we enter repentance, let us bring forth fruit that demonstrates that repentance. Let us not have a hard heart towards those whom we think are detestable and undesirable, who are wicked and filled with sin. Hey, we were once there. Yes, we were. And God forgave us. And if God can forgive us, oh, most definitely he can forgive others, right? Okay. So repent. It is a deliberate, determined, definite decision in every day of of our lives. As the word of God is penetrating our hearts, we are seeing other areas in our own lives that we need to repent. We're seeing where there are dark places that need to be exposed to the light. Let us repent and come to God and live Come on, y'all, confess that sin. Turn away from it and turn to God and then produce, demonstrate fruit in line with that repentance. Heavenly Father, we thank you today that you call us to repent. You want us to repent. You want, Father God, for us to live. You don't want any to perish. You don't want us to be in eternal separation from you, but you want us to be in eternal life with you, living the abundant life that you have already planned for us. Father, it is my prayer today that as you reveal areas in our lives that we need to confess and repent in turn, that we will not be stout-hearted or stubborn, that we will be those who will accept um, your prodding, Lord, and repent and come back to you, Father. Oh, yes, your place is the place of security, safety, shelter, peace, joy, love, hope everything we need. And so we thank you for the life that you have have promised. We love you, Lord, and thank you so much. Okay, this has been your daily dose. And don't forget, a daily dose of God's word is good for the soul. Be blessed.